You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Hi, everybody. God bless you, Marcus. It's good to see you, my friend. Yes, so good to see you guys. It is um, a huge pleasure to be back home. I definitely think that yeah, not only Indianapolis, but especially uh, the vineyard here uh, has been a home for me, uh, honestly, 12 years almost. It was, this was my place, and I uh, just really love being back here. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about who I am and, and what I'm doing, but I just, yeah, I just want to say thank you. It's such a pleasure to be back um, at my house. My, my, I'm like the son of this place, and it's just so fun. I just thank you, Rick and, and Deb, for just blessing me. And yeah, just all your covering and prayers over the years, the Mulvaney's, Rick and, and Susie, and, and just, um, yeah, the families. Uh, so many of you are, have just been so important in my in my life, and so it's just a sweet thing to get to come back, and um, yeah, so um, I'm going to start off, and uh, I'm, I'll tell you a little bit about myself, I don't know if you want to go to the second, second screen, I'll tell you when to turn there, but um, I work with a ministry, I'm a missionary with a ministry called 111 Global, and um, what we do, our job, I guess you could say, in, in the kingdom is to develop missional communities of worship and prayer in the nations. And so um, I am presently actually serving uh, in Fremont, California, and I have the joy of developing a prayer room with a, a, a large Chinese church in the Bay Area. So it's really interesting uh, what I get to do that way. We, we are uh, equipping and developing, discipling um, volunteers. They're all like us, you and me. Uh, we just, we're not paid to do that. I guess I kind of am. <laughs> but um, if I were to serve in a prayer room, I just come, I would just come to volunteer. I don't know if you guys do the morning watch, evening watch, tide winds. There's other um, places of, of prayer and worship in the city. It's almost all just a volunteer thing. And so I get to do that. I get to help equip and develop um, that in the nations. And so I'll kind of elaborate on that in a bit. But the message I really wanted to talk about, um, which will kind of add light to what I do and what we do with 111, um, is this word, and it is make us ready. Um, I don't know if you guys do this every year, but I always ask the Lord, what, what's the word for the year, or what's a phrase? I don't know if you guys kind of ask the Father for kind of a, a special kind of phrase to think about to actually maybe have something more prophetic from... And this year, I really felt like it was make us ready. I feel like he was like, I've, I'm really wanting that to be um, yeah, something for you to really consider and think more about. And so, um, so there's lots of applications. I mean, there's a personal bit for me as well as I think we all can say, well, what can I do to be more ready? Um, but I think it's also a, a broader thing, and I want to talk about that, really of making the bride of Christ, us as the church in the nations, locally and globally. How are we more, how are we going to be ready for uh, the bridegroom to come? And so uh, the text I'll be talking from is actually uh, Revelations 19, 7 and 8. I'll be there in just a minute. 
Uh, but you can open up your Bible to Revelation 19, 7, 8. I know Rick just spoke last week on, was it Revelation 22? Um, with the, uh, the new thing. Wasn't doing new? No. Oh, really? Was it a couple days? Oh, I wonder. Okay. I was just listening to the podcast. I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. I love when. Okay. That was, wasn't it? Three weeks ago. Anyway, yeah, so he was talking about doing new things. And I was like, oh, yeah, we'll just keep going in Revelation. <laughs> so, anyway, I've been on mission. And uh, one thing I've noticed more this past year, so I was in I, the, the two main places I've been this last year was uh, South Africa. So I was there for four months. And uh, we were, were developing a, a hub in South Africa to uh, make it easier for us to actually go to all the other nations in the continent of Africa. It's a whole lot easier to go from South Africa to Nigeria than to go Kansas City to Nigeria, you can imagine. <laughs> so, so our job is, and our hope, one of, one of the main goals we had when we were going to South Africa was to develop uh, a hub for that. So in that, we also worked with a large amount of churches, thousands of people, and I really saw the church in a really special way. And I really think this is one of the big takeaways I had for me. Um, and uh, it really is fascinating. I think um, more and more, I think COVID has kind of been an interesting thing for the church because a lot of it has like, you know, caused the, the believers to, you know, for a while go away, look online. Um, but more and more, I find that there's like this really powerful remnant that is really, really passionate about the body and about their walk with the Lord. And I really believe if you look at Ecclesiastes 4.12, uh, it says that a three-chord strand is not easily broken. So I think that's the next, that the next one. Um, yeah, so why do we go in the nations? And so, um, so in that, I've, I've seen a couple things within the church. I think one is just a massive unity. There's been a, a large, um, when I was in South Africa, so many different churches of different kinds of uh, streams were all playing together, all doing things together. It wasn't like, oh, I don't see eye to eye with you. I see that Jesus is the, the Savior and we need to make him known. Let's go do that. And so it was very, very interesting to see the strength of the body um, in so many different ways. And I thought that was really, really exciting. And I think it leads to this message of make us ready. Um, the other thing I thought was really interesting, I've just done this personally over, um, besides all of those things, um, just in the last six months since I've been back from South Africa, I've just fallen more and more in love with the church. It is just amazing, honestly. What um, we, I don't know, there's just a sweetness for each other uh, that is really beautiful. And that's, I think, the thing that is even sweeter. And I think it's partly uh, part of why the Lord says, hey, let's get ready. And, and so, um, so I've been on mission here and, and, and seeing these things has been really interesting. Going back to the COVID thing, I really think that um, the COVID thing is almost like been the seed that uh, in in first corinthians fifteen thirty six that might be the next um thing now actually go back one it won't be in there um but it talks about how the seed um has to die before it gets life and i really believe that that in a way i'm i'm i'm, I'm just prognosticating so this is just my thought it's not 
everybody's. <laughs> but I really think that through COVID, actually, um, what has been the, the picture of the church actually is, is kind of died and actually is reborn and it's becoming the way the Lord wants it to be. And it's beautiful. It is really beautiful. Everybody's taking, I mean, I have, yeah, I would love to say everybody is starting to take care of each other. People are considering one another more. They're actually looking at the second commandment, like how do I love my brother? How do I love my neighbor who I don't see eye to eye all the time? How do I love them? And this is a massive part of what it is to be yoked to Jesus. So that's going to get us to uh, how to be ready. But let me, uh, let me go on here if we want to go to the next slide here. Actually, that picture, let me go back to this picture real quick. So this is, uh, this is called a map of Africa. This is, um, if you look there, this is the view if you were to look at Africa from the ocean or from the sky. This shape you'll see is really the shape of Africa. It's really beautiful. Um, and this is in South Africa, just outside of George. So really beautiful spot called the, the Map of Africa. Uh, the next screen there, this is in Musenberg. Uh, these are some famous uh, beach houses that you can rent for the afternoon. Um, incredibly windy. If you love to windsurf and all that kind of stuff, this is a great place. I, I would never do it, but uh, yeah, it is amazing. It was obviously very beautiful. Um, and so, yeah, so when I consider how, or making us ready, I think it's really based on how he loves us. He loves us so much, so much that he sent his son, John 3, 16, the, the, the simple gospel message, for God so loved his son, it, he loved us all, so for God so loved the world that he gave his son so that all would have life. And so, so that really just kind of sets the, the, the precedent, really, of, yeah, making us ready. So let's look at the, the passage, I think maybe the next there, yeah. So, so there's going to be a wedding, and that is the fun part, like, the Bible starts in a garden, it ends in a garden. It starts essentially with a family, it's gonna end with a family. And uh, let's look at, at the text here, Revelation 19, seven and eight, I'll read it. Um, I think this is the ESV that I'll read. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with, with fine linen bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deed of the saints. I really find this fascinating, because if you look at this, there's a, really, there's a condition involved in this, in this message. Um, it says, let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come. Why? Because the bride is ready. And God is like, I love my bride. He also loves his son. And he wants his son to get the reward for his suffering. He is waiting for us, for the Great Commission to come to pass so that we are all ready to come and be um, in the family. And so, so it really kind of has been very interesting as I think about this. Like, 
he loves both the son and he loves the bride, and, and really he wants this to happen. It's, it's a settled matter. It's just a matter of time, honestly. And so make us ready is really the question I, I, I would love for us to consider. What does it mean to be ready? How can I be made ready? And I think there's a couple things. Um, so as we look at this, the condition is the bride is, is made ready. Um, and we look through the, the whole thing, it, it really hangs on that. And, and there's this, this interesting last bit of, of verse eight for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saint. And that is the, the thing. There's a condition also to get into the world. There's many invited to the wedding. I think that's uh, a couple chapters later. He said, oh, how did you get here? You're actually not, you don't have the, the clothes that are required to come in. And so I, it made me think about the church of Laodicea. And uh, if we look at, I think, I don't know if there's another screen there. Um, can we do one more? Yeah, maybe not. Um, I'll just read it here in Revelations 3, 17 and 19. Uh, it says, for you say I'm rich, I have prospered and I need nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness by may, that may not be seen and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. And I think of that, the, the clothes that are required to get into heaven is, is really the clothing of righteousness. We can't, we can't actually earn these things. The oil and the lamp, like we wait for the, we wait for the bridegroom to come. And if there's no oil in your lamp, you aren't going to like be seen by him. It's, it's a weird parable. And it's so important that we are prepared and we're ready for the time and the moment when he actually is coming. And so in that light, the challenge is twofold. I think one is to make ourselves ready, but it's also to be going out and making him known, making it so that all are ready because the Great Commission has to be fulfilled. And so we do that in 111 Global. I'll tell you a little bit more about what I do in just a second. But um, as we consider about what it is to be made ready, um, I really think it is, it, it, it makes me think of how do we become equally yoked to Jesus? Because the bride made ready means that the bride actually needs to be equal or able to be on the same level with Jesus. And it's a really um, challenging thought. I honestly, I, I struggle with it myself. I don't know if you guys have thought much about what it would be like to be equally yoked to Jesus. Um, fortunately, because of his grace, I don't really have to do a lot. Um, but I do think that there is a certain amount of things that are required. And the big things that, that are mentioned um, is oil and, um, and the, the linens. Like, how do I have the oil? It is by my time with the Lord. How do I walk with the Father? I can't buy that, but I get it by spending time with Him. So, um, if we look at the great commandments, um, that one, yes, Matthew 22, 
uh, 37 through 39, it says, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. Love him with all your mind. This is the first and most important commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Everything that is written in the law and the prophets is based on these two commandments. And I really do believe uh, this is how we're made ready. I think this is how we become equally yoked to Jesus is by these two commands. If we put first the Father and then we consider our neighbor, there is so much that happens that, that really does disarm all of the, the attacks of the enemy, all the lies, all the things that are done because there is no place for it to stand when there is love, when there is consideration of the other because it requires humility. In that, you have all of the access, all the way to get to the place, I really believe, of being made ready. And so, um, so how we become that way is, is through time. Through, there's a lot of different ways. Um, there's a personal aspect. Um, and so I know like Rick and Mike do their morning and evening watches. These are sweet times to come and worship, just to soak and to seek the Father. Um, in addition to your quiet times, these are amazing opportunities. There's a thing called Tidewinds. I think Tidewinds still doing it with, on Thursdays um, with a, a man named John Pescio. I'm sure there's a lot of other ways in this city that you can actually go and just find community to worship together. Um, and that is a really, really, really important thing. Um, the, the worship of the Lord is paramount. The first commandment, this is the great command, is to worship God. And then what's the second thing? To serve your brother, right? And so in that you can also look at ways to do that through, um, like you guys have the, the um, food kitchen. I know there's a lot of other ways to do outreach that you guys are a part of, and there's a lot of other ways that you can do serving. Um, I just encourage you to do that. Look for ways to, to get out of your comfort zone and come and to seek and serve. You can, you can help others through um, yeah, other organizations, other services. But those are really amazing ways to just make him known, to make others feel loved, to actually bring them into the position of understanding that they're loved by the Father and that he wants to have a relationship with them. He wants the bride to be ready. He wants the bride to be ready. And that is us. He loves you so much. He wants to have his bride ready. And that's also the guy that you, you don't like because you don't agree with some of his politics. It's the guy that, that run you over every week and you're like, I hate this. <laughs> I don't even have no idea if that happens. Oh, plug that back in. Um, yeah, these are the things that are, are really, really challenging, but super, super practical and super important because A, you're putting oil in your lamp by spending time with the Father, worshiping, praying, and, and then serving. These are all practical things that every one of us can do. Um, so, so I'll transition a little bit and kind of explain a little bit what I do. I think maybe the next one, yeah, talks about this. Um, I work with a ministry called 111 Global. And um, like I said before, we're actually a ministry based in Kansas City. Um, our job is to create houses of, or missions, um, 
ministries of worship and prayer. So the House of Prayer in Kansas City is, is probably the most famous House of Prayer that I know of. Um, but it's really modeled actually after the most famous one, which is actually the Tent of Tabernacle of David. And um, we really believe that when uh, the Tabernacle of David is reestablished, a huge um, harvest is going to come. And so I think, does this have Amos 9 there? Malachi 111, Acts 15, yeah. So let me do, uh, there's two verses that are really important to our ministry. Malachi 111 is very, very pivotal. We're called 111 Global because of it. Um, Malachi 111 says, For from the rising of the sun to its setting, my name will be great among the nations. In every place, incense will be offered to my name. And a pure offering for my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. We really believe that this is a prophetic word, that all nations, all tribes, all tongues will proclaim the name of the Lord from the sun's rising to its going down. There's never going to be a time when it doesn't happen. How do we do that? By equipping people to actually be able to have places to go to worship and to pray. Um, it's super important. So just as you guys have, you have that built in here already. Use it. It's a beautiful time to just come and soak. You guys can watch it online if you want to just stream it while you're, you're soaking in your house. But use that time because it's a, a very important time to actually seek and just talk to the Father. He loves to hear his kids sing. He loves to hear us worship. He loves to hear us talk to him about our, our troubles and our trials, asking for blessings and mercies. And that's the other part, is the component of intercession. And so while we are first and foremost administering and, and ministering to the Father, we're also lifting up prayers to the Lord for the nations. So unreached people groups. Um, I work with uh, right now a church that serves the Chinese church um, in the underground. And so um, they, this specific church called Forerunner Christian uh, Church, they have over 260 um, churches in China that they're discipling. So we don't really know how many million people are involved in that, um, but there's more than 266 people. It's, it's kind of amazing, truthfully. So, so in that, we get to serve, we get to develop um, yeah, these communities, they, they have a desire to create over 100,000 houses of prayer in China. And so we want to be a part of that. That is our, our job, is to help equip, develop in that. And so um, the other one is Acts 15, 36, or 16 through 18, which is also um, quoted from Amos 9, verse 11. It says, after this, I will return and I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins, I will restore it, that the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from of old. And so, um, yeah, with the, the reestablishment, more and more that all nations are worshiping and praying, talking to the Father in relationship, just as they did when David had the tabernacle, when they brought the ark in, it was just the most amazing place, and he was doing it because they're doing it in heaven. The prayer on earth as in heaven is that. And we really thoroughly believe that it is on earth as in heaven when we worship and we pray. 
we bring to him a song and we bring to him a prayer. The harp and the bowl is what we are bringing and they're doing it even as we speak in heaven right now. It is amazing. And so we get to do that. We get to equip, we get to develop that. And we really believe that is also making us ready. And so um, as I do what I do, um, I have a personal motto. My, my own ministry is focused to develop and disciple lovers of Jesus in the nations. And I would love to have a time to talk with any of you guys if you want to discuss what I do. You're very welcome to do that. But I really want to just yeah, open the door to you guys right now. I feel like as we pray, as we worship, um, yeah, I just I feel like um, as we are going in this right now, um, just to, to come and pray for some people that we know, that we are like, I feel like the Lord is actually doing this. So I don't know, Mike, do you guys do like music while we, can we have like a soaking time? Just, because I really feel like if we could, instead of doing a minister personal, we could do that as well. But I really feel like one of the biggest challenges for the church is, is to say, I'm okay. I'm doing all right. I think it's the Laodicean spirit that is one of the biggest challenges uh, of the church in America, is that we're doing okay. And the Lord's like, well, I don't know if that's really the case. So I really would first like to have you guys just consider that. And like, God, what do I need to do to be right with you? And then I also want you to start thinking about some people to minister to. How can I reach out to my neighbors? Is there a certain place, is there a person in my work that I'm like, man, I really think that I have the ability to, to speak into their life, to disciple them, to love them, because they need it. We all have a story with Jesus, right? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. You would not be here if you didn't have a story with Jesus. Start telling it. So who can you tell it to? Who can you share it with? Who is it that you're like, man, I really feel like I'm supposed to talk with this person. So. We'll do that for a couple minutes. And then uh, if anybody wants to talk to me after the service, I'd love to set up a time. I'll be here um, till Tuesday afternoon-ish. Um, I'd love to just set up a time. Maybe we can have a coffee and, and discuss what I do and see if the partnering with me and my ministry would be good. But I really, yeah, let's get back to being ready because I want to be a part of making us ready too. And so, Father, I just thank you for what you're doing right now. Father, as you are speaking to us, Lord, that you would convict us of the things that, that are apathetic, that we are just getting by on. Father, we don't want to just be okay. We are not lukewarm believers. We are hot or we're cold, Father. We want to be all in. So, Lord, I, I ask for you to, to work in our hearts right now, that you are bringing us to the point of, of conviction, Father, that you would, even as we're sitting here in our, in our time, to pray uh, and, and to seek, to, to repent, Father. If there's something that you need uh, for me to confess to you, Father, let me know. God, as we are here, also highlight, highlight in my neighborhood, highlight in my workplace, highlight in my family, who it is that you want me to touch. Father, it's by my testimony that they can also find peace, that they can find salvation. Father, it's through you, through your stories with me, 
that I can save, I can bring salvation, I can't save, but <laughs> that, 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 yeah, Lord, that they can be saved. And so, Father, I just thank you for this time right now, what you're doing. Holy Spirit, we just open our heart to what you're doing right now. And, uh, yeah, if, if you want to be ministered to, I can be up here, Rick, if you want to come up and, and just receive prayer, if there's something you, you want to, like, discuss. Um, yeah, I just want to make that as a, as a time for that right now. So, in Jesus' name, uh, I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.